We'll never forget the way you thrilled the nation with your tea formation. Bear down, Chicago Bears, and let them know why you're wearing the crown. You're the pride and joy of Illinois, Chicago Bears. Bear down, the Bears. This is my Bears people. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Chicago Bears Bonanza Football Podcast. Nothing like a Detroit Lions uh, demolition against them. Well, not a demolition, but a victory against them to make you feel better about yourself, right? Am I right or am I right? Or am I right? You're, 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 you're totally right, Danny. Totally right. <laughs> it always helps. Man, it looked amazing on screen. You were at the game, so I can't wait to hear stories. I mean, it looked amazing coming off of Justin Fields' arm. I mean, the second the ball was released... It just it was like a rare sight. I just don't see throws like that, let alone for them to land and land in the perfect spot. I was giddy at home. I was by myself giggling like a schoolgirl. How are you live at Soldier Field? So I'm going to answer your question. But before we begin, Danny, I just want everybody to know that, you know, Danny, you're doing a great job with the intro, but this whole show runs through me. And that's real. And I want people <laughs> to know that. Um, that's real. You know, uh, all the decisions, we have great conversations before the show starts, but the entire show, I just want everybody to know that it runs through me. That's important. And that's real. Okay. What, what, what were we talking about? <laughs> it's bad. It really, it really, we'll get into that, but it really cast a shadow on a victory. I mean, we had a great victory. We actually had hope again. And what a way to squash that hope and take away our joy. Yeah. Good job, Let, coach. Let's let's quickly talk about Nagy for five minutes, and then I don't even want to talk about this clown show anymore, right? So, and then we'll get into all the good, good, lovely stuff that we want to talk about with the with with fields and the tight ends and the team, the actual stuff that's happening. Um, yep. So, fact or fiction, Danny? Is Matt Nagy going to be the head coach of this team in week ten? So I said week ten because that's the week after the bye. I mean, we have a brutal stretch, right? We have a brutal stretch. This organization is not known for making in, you know, in-season moves. And they obviously were happy with, hey, we made the playoff twice in three years without looking at the details of the fact that you limped into the playoffs last year because of an extra spot. And you were only really 500, and you had a six-game losing streak at some point in the season. So they're unaffected by these fine details. So unless... I mean, unless you have these performances like Cleveland and you have a few of them. Oh, I'm talking like the final Trespin year where we had 50 points laid on us in back-to-back games. I see Nagy sticking around. So we had the Raiders, the Packers, the Bucks, the 49ers, and the Steelers before the bye. And then after the bye, we have the Ravens, Lions, Cardinals, Packers, Vikings, Seahawks, Giants, and Vikings. So after the bye, things do ease up a little bit. But this is like the... These next games before the bye are are, are, are tough, are really tough. Oh, yeah. I don't think oh, we're yeah. going to be – we're definitely not going to be favored in any of them, and we're probably going to be a touchdown plus in in some of these, like the Packers and the Bucks and the 49ers probably. Yes. The Steelers so, is a winnable game, I think, because they have yeah. big question marks on their offense, obviously, with Big Ben. Yeah. I, I think there's two elements here. It's how Justin Fields looks in these games how the offense performs, but then also how Matt Nagy behaves. I think that's the second part of this because, you know, we were, you know, I was making fun of that, the Sunday press conference, but the Tuesday press conference was just as crazy. 
I mean, it's just as crazy, right? Where he's doubling down on Andy Dalton and he's doubling. So why do that? Yes. Why give any credit to anybody? Yeah, it's crazy. So obviously the whole credit thing, weird, just weird and unnecessary. It's like you got the win. Have the winning speak, right? Okay. Obviously we talked about his ego last week. Um, I don't know. I just don't even want to talk about Nat Nat Nagy anymore. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's just crazy. But the fact is, is that, uh, yeah, just to continue to shoot yourself in the foot like that, you just don't even mention the starter. Don't even mention it. And I love the fact that he's like, okay, this is the final time that we are going to be speaking about play calling. It's oh, like, yeah. nobody, that's not the final time. Because you know what? what? The fact that we have press in this game is what makes it fun. This is an escape from people's lives so they don't have to talk about politics or their sad, dreary lives. So no, we like to talk about all the fine details of the game. We can't talk about people's health because players are protected from having all the details of their health revealed. But anything else is fair game, motherfucker. And we're yeah, asking it. Exactly. I mean, if we can't talk about the plays and the play calling, <laughs> what are we going to talk about? What else is left for them to talk about? The colors of the uniform? Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, like, there's, there's yeah. nothing, like, that is the thing that we talk about. That is the core element. And, like, Matt Nagy just doesn't, he doesn't understand. Like, now, I, I do think that second element is important because, to me, it seems like he was forced to do this. He didn't seem like he wanted to do this. And he's putting this kind of very low IQ, low EQ expression of that into the into the public which he really shouldn't be doing um but i think these kind of things like and and i come back to what happened last week the bears you know after 10 years finally get that piece of land that they've been coveting for for for, since the georgia or since the virginia mccaskey court case right so they've been doing this for 10 years and on the same day matt nagy just has a kind of press meltdown and that's the story of the day. It's not about the Bears' potential move to Arlington Heights and all this other kind of stuff. And I think that really does bother a, the owner, yeah. right? Because it's like, yeah. I have been, per, I've been working it's on this. It's a great bit, point. And it's you a great have just point. Upstaged me here. And and why do it? The the funny thing is, and I think the Hogan Johns podcast really solidified this point very well. It's just like, or maybe it was, uh, maybe it was on ESPN. Anyway, um, you know, people are going to walk away with a press conference with a few points. And you had a victory. You had Justin Field showing flashes. You you made that be the focal point of the presser by not wanting it to be the focal point of the presser. Like self-inflicted wounds are the worst wounds, really, because they're avoidable. They're so avoidable. So, you know, then you start asking, you're like, no, this person just won't doesn't have the mental stamina to be able to get through the season. Uh, he will not be able to handle the rigors of the NFL. You know, this is what it's about. This is what it's about during these hard times. Yeah. He's and not I, and able I to think, handle the rigors. And I think I made a mistake last week when I said this. He feels more like we're in the Dick Duran zone, just a guy who just doesn't have it. Smart guy, but just doesn't have it. I think, yeah, I mean, I think now we are more getting into the Trestman zone because he almost downplayed the quality. Actually, he didn't almost downplay. He did downplay the quality of Justin Fields and the offense and all this stuff, all this kind of stuff for, and for what reason it's, it's, it's so strange. And like players just don't like that stuff. Like you give them credit when they do a good job and you take, you as the coach take the blame when they do a bad job. That's what they respond to. And And you think, and you you know, know, all the players are hearing, you, all the players are hearing all the bad press, all the NFL shows. 
mm. uh, Stephen A., all of them. It's all the same united talking points. It's just how foolish um, Nagy looks. This is not good for Justin Fields. He's hearing all this, and he's like, oh, man. You know, I just – it really just casts this, like, really dark shadow. All the players are hearing it, too. So they, they did well. They balled. I mean, it was kind of a complete game on both sides of the ball when you think about it. Though, obviously, there were shortcomings, you know, in a lot of different places, which we can get into. But in the end, against a, you know, really crappy team like the Lions, you know, you played a solid game. You had the lead for the whole game. Yeah, players are going to be hearing that, and their families are going to be asking them. Their friends are going to be asking them what's going on. It's in their head now. And know who put it there? Matt Nagy put it there. So it's not the press who are putting it there with their negativity. Matt Nagy could have just handled it with a little more class and patience. But this is showing it's this is all very revealing, I think. It's just like, dude, I think you can't so, take too. the pressure. You know, or maybe you were a nice guy, but the thing is, under pressure like this, it makes you into a bit of a, you know, no offense, dude, but a bit of a dick. And, um, you know, this is maybe not for you. You know, maybe you're meant for something a little less intense, a little int- less rigorous, because you he's, just can't handle it with the class otherwise. He, he's like the guy in the disaster movie that, like, before the disaster happens, he's like a really nice kind of affable guy. But as soon as the disaster happens, he's like throwing kids out of the way to, like, get on the <laughs> okay. bus or something like All that. All right. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> what he's no, like. Now we're being harsh, but he's done himself no favors. You know, yes, I'm really, exactly. again, trying to take out the personal, like, when people on Twitter are like, oh, he's a bum. I'm like, hey. Have a little respect. I don't like to get personal like that. I just, I think there's no place for it. It's just juvenile. But he's yeah. doing himself no favors, right? He came across 100%. as a very selfish person, and we're upset about it. And yeah, I think he'll last. I think he'll last. But I get your point. Is this is not a good look for the organization, even when you win? Not good. exactly. Even when you win, that's the thing that drives me crazy. Even when you win. Okay, let's th- now let's let's talk about winning. Winning. Let's get into the good stuff, folks. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah. all right, Danny. What was your favorite throw of that um, of that dis- dis- amazing Justin Field uh, uh, performance? So even though I love some of those amazing Allen Robinson throws later in the game, I mean, you really have to pick that first one to Mooney when. The Bears are really pinned back in their own territory. I mean, what were they? You know, beneath the ten like yard line. Yeah. I mean, they were pinned back, and you know, without hesitation, that ball popped out of his hand. Justin Fields, and wow, perfect, perfect placement. I mean, yeah. you're like, okay, you know, if we if if this is the way that he can throw, just no matter what happened in the rest of that game, but you just know he could drop a ball like that. And this is just something we have not seen in our lifetime, really. Yeah, I think it has to be that one. That is the one that I will pick as well, because so I was at the I'm sitting in the in the lower bowl at the 50 on the on the bear side. And I'm watching the play and my whole kind of body is like shifted to look towards the end zone. And I see him step back and I'm like, oh, man, there's no receivers. What's going on? And he throws it, and I physically have to turn my body because I'm like, oh, my God, there's a guy. Darnell Mooney's 55 yards upfield. I just couldn't even process. I couldn't even process. I have to shift the way I sit at Soldier Field now when I'm watching this guy. Because when, when it was with uh, Chase Daniels or, 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 or Mitch, you just you never imagined that a throw like that was in the index of plays that you could execute in the game. And that pass was perfect. perfect. It was absolute perfection. Now, did you 
Greg Braggs, our buddy Chickawan. I mean, just tell me, you guys were like just shaking each other and punching each other. I mean, how how explosive was that moment to be there so, live? So that moment actually wasn't that explosive because I think in terms of like people just going nuts, because I think people were just in a state of disbelief. You know, wow. it was actually, it was quiet actually. Because the later ones, once you start imagining, because we, I think collectively the 65,000 people that were there couldn't ima- like couldn't actually believe what they just saw. You're thinking, okay, there's going to be a penalty here or something, or he must have pushed off, or something <laughs> bad must have happened. We're or like, and then even on an existential level, you're like, wait a minute, he's at the 45 of the on the other side, I think, where they, I know. Fit, where they fit. And you're like, yeah. wait a minute, like, is that like a 50-yard air throw? <laughs> uh, is that is that what we just saw? And like people were just kind of stunned wow. by it. And then the the later ones, people really did explode. But it was but that one specifically, people were just kind of like they were shocked that it even happened because it, those things don't happen to us, right? I mean, I think yep. five explosive plays uh, on eleven passes are pretty crazy. <laughs> it's nuts, you know. You know, Mitch had seven all of last year. Andy Dalton had one in the first two starts that he had. You had five in this one game alone. It was just, it, it, it was a throw to me. It's such an important throw because it resets everything in your mind in terms of what is possible. Not, not saying it's perfect. Wow. Not saying it's perfect. But let's get on to the next question. Wait, right? wait, the, wait, 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 wait. We have to get into because we have only about 10 minutes left. Let's, let's jump into the outlook for the next three games. Okay. Because let's face it, we have the loss of David Montgomery to contend mm. with, Akeem Hicks. This is, whether Vegas is winnable or not, but then you have Green Bay and Tampa Bay, which are probably two of the best teams, I'd say, in the yeah. NFC. You know, you could throw Dallas, I guess, in there, a few others. Yeah, what is your outlook for the next three games? Is Justin Fields going to start? Uh, be the prognosticator of the future. Let's, let's hear. So the first question, Justin Fields – is going to start, I think. There's no way you can put – I don't think this is Matt Nagy's decision anymore. And while I appreciate guys like Hogue saying, like, oh, this is what he's supposed to be doing, it's just like, no, it's, it really isn't. You know, like, there, there's a message that you're giving that just comes off as clownish. Um, you know, the, the blueprint for this offense is set. And this is exactly what we, us two bozos talked about in eight weeks ago, right? Play action pass, throw it deep throw it deep a lot with Justin Fields that opens up all the stuff underneath and that opens up your run game, which is exactly what happened. I know it's against the Lions, but I think that's the blueprint. Yeah. And you don't need to make that a secret. This is what the Ravens do. This is what the Titans do. This is what the 49ers do. This is what the Rams do. They do just the exact same blueprint. This is what they run. And there's no secret. They just out-execute you, right? So – I think that's the blueprint. So he's going to start. What do you think? Do you think he's going to start? I mean, I definitely think he's going to start against Vegas. I don't understand. Maybe Nagy knows something that we don't know, and he sees that, okay, no, Dalton is not going to be healthy for the next several weeks, and he sees a scenario where Justin Fields will end up playing anyway. So he knows that Justin Fields is going to start, but the thing is this is his chance to save face. It's just like, no, it's still my blueprint, but because of the circumstances. Justin Fields is going to start. Yeah, Justin Fields is definitely going to stay in. And he's going to play well enough where the thing is, you will definitely lose a fan base unless we have a type of game that's like the Cleveland game 
you're you're gonna see him in. But if we have that type of game that's like the Cleveland game, well, I again wouldn't put, pin that on Justin Fields. I would put that on Matt Nagy and company. So yeah, you you're, you're keeping Justin Fields in. I cannot imagine a future where you're just putting Justin Fields back on the bench. Like, what yeah, do you have you to learn? It. What are you learning? <laughs> yeah, and there's no congruency, uh, right, between watching Dalton and that offense and having him play because it's not the same offense. And then how are you advancing this story in terms of is the talent good enough on this team to support Justin Fields and is the coaching staff, good, the right coaching staff, to support Justin Fields? The lens is, good point. is always about Justin this is, Fields first. This is great. Right? It's a great point. And, it, you know, we're looking at, okay, what's going to happen with Allen Robinson? Like right now, you got to see – are they going to bond? Are they going to have this kind of special bond where uh, Allen Robinson and him potentially, if there's nothing happening, well, you're getting Allen Robinson 15 looks and he's getting 10 receptions, you know, like Aaron Rodgers does with Devonta Adams. You know, we got to see that the extent of this chemistry, if we're seeing that the bears are losing games, but then you really only got five receptions to Allen Robinson, you know, and one of the, you had a drop in the game. Yeah. You need to see, how this offense looks with Justin Fields. Duh. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Duh. Now, I think, so, Monty, I think it's going to hurt, but it's not going to hurt as bad as people think. I think, listen, he had so many plus plays against the Rams, against the, uh, the these first three weeks. That's not easy to replace. But you can get around that with better scheme and blocking and yes. more timely runs. And I love this kid, Khalil Herbert. I've been talking about him before the draft. I've been talking about Khalil Herbert as one of the best running backs. He fell in the draft because he's not a good catcher. And uh, in the modern NFL, if you have a running back that hasn't demonstrated a catching ability, then that, that guy's going to have a hard time seeing the field consistently. In the preseason, this is the thing that he worked on almost exclusively because everything else is there. His contact balance is great. It's not David Montgomery level, and, but he is so fast. And he is a one-cut runner, and he just the level of explosion that comes off this guy's heels. He had that great seventy-yard run in the preseason, where he just okay. deflects off two guys and just and then he's just gone. You know. Um, yep. I think with him and, and Williams, who's capable. Yeah, Damian Damian Williams fine. is very capable backup. You know, when we got yeah. Damian Williams, I was like, wow, this is the best depth we've had in the running back position for a while because there were years where it was pretty slim, right? And like last yeah. year. Pretty slim. Yeah. So Damian Williams, great replacement. He can catch out of the backfield. And I don't remember his running style so much on KC, but the thing is he was moving the chains regularly and consistently. Yeah. So I'm happy about that. And I think, yes, obviously now we have Justin Fields, and if defenses are going to be backing off the line of scrimmage a little bit, all the more opportunity. Yeah, I mean, I don't mean to diminish David Montgomery. I think he, he almost made me think of, okay, maybe we should pay this guy. Because, I mean, the reality of Montgomery is this next season is his contract season. So at, at the end of this season, he's going to be looking for money. So um, it's, it's a kind of tough spot that we find ourselves in with him now. Uh, let's see how it works out. Now, I think the thing that really scares me when I look at the, for these next three games, obviously the offensive line is the offensive line, but it's the secondary and it's our tight end room. Those are the two things. Because yeah. Jared Goff – you know, we, we, get a, we got them to a lot of third. And this is now three games in a row that we've seen this. We do a good job on first down and second down. Yep. But if the pressure doesn't get there immediately, 
there, the quarterback, regardless if it's Baker Mayfield, who looked like dog shit, by the way, last week. Yes, he did against uh, the Vikes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he looked yes, he terrible. Uh, not, don't pay that guy $40 million a year. Uh, Jared Goff or Matthew Stafford, these guys are finding space. And when, when you see some of these passes to, like, Cephas and Avon St. Raw coming from – Oh, that was ridiculous. <laughs> coming from Jared Goff, you're like, okay, this is a problem. This is not, and then guys, Stefan Gilmore is not the solution. We can't afford him, so forget it. But yep. it's it's a problem. Like, and that's you're playing Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and Derek Carr. And Derek Carr, is, I don't think he's great, but he's been playing pretty well uh, apart from that Chargers game. And the Chargers look legit, by the way. Um, oh yes, they look really legit. <laughs> they look great. Uh, so like it's uh, that to me, I think there's a real possibility that you go zero and three here. Um, and I, because I, I think the Raiders are the is the game that we we kind of have to have because Aaron Rodgers, even when we had a good defense, would still find ways to cut us to shreds. Tom Brady, you know, he's pissed about, and the Bucks, they're pissed about that game they lost at Soldier Field. And I think oh, we're yeah. playing. Are, are we playing at Tampa Bay? Uh, I think we are. I think we are playing at Tampa Bay. Yes, we are playing at Tampa Bay. Ouch. So it's nice. so it's at home. Um, that's going to be, I, it, you know, this is the game where we're going to be like a seven point dog, I think, you know, yeah. it's going to yeah. be tough to, to it, win. It, it, it's going to, it's going to be brutal. And I, I think there's a chance we could pull off this next game, but the thing is we're definitely the underdogs, but yes, I definitely see a possibility of going on three. And the sad thing is, is that, you know, if we looked at this team as just some, you know, young team that's still kind of a bit devoid of talent, but we're looking that, Hey, you know, two years down the road, we're just going to continue to progress. But the thing is right now, I think we still have this regime like pace and Nagy that are kind of in denial of where the team is really at. Yeah. <laughs> some, absolutely. some are kind of like in this win now mode, which is just like, uh, no. Uh, and so this is what scares me because the thing is, if we looked at it from that, well, then I'd be like, okay, we just have to keep developing and building. But the thing is, you know, Matt Nagy might sacrifice that development for to try to like win. And in the end, you, you don't end up winning anyway. And you're not yeah. really developing your talent or seeing what you got out there. So it's like kind of a lose-lose. I, I hope not. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope it's, not. It's, a, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. So, all right. So yeah, I think maybe one and two is optimistic. I don't see anything better than one and two. But I think 0 oh and 3 is really, really possible. It really depends on the nature of those losses, though. If they're close losses where Fields looks good, and then really it's all about Fields. If he looks good, yeah. then fine. The rest, listen, the, the, the Mac resurgence is a great story. The Quinn oh, yeah. emergence is a great story. But these are all, this, this is all potato salad, right? We're talking I about know. It's now, sad. Right? And, it's sad, but true. Yeah, exactly. The defense were like, great guys, great. You could keep teams to 17 points maybe, or you were able to. But now, yeah, we, we just finally need an offense. Yeah, we yeah. need to see what Justin Fields can do. Amen. Let's see what happens, okay. buddy. Yeah, yeah. Final thoughts? Score prediction? Ooh, I think, Ooh. I think we do win this game. I think we win it because their secondary has gone through just a, a train wreck. They lost their two starters last week. So they're going to have a lot of issues there. Their pass rush is good. I think – I'm not a Derek Carr fan. I think it's a lot of smoke and mirrors that John Gruden has put together there. I give him a lot of credit for for the games that they've put. They had some really clever play design. I think we can have them, though. 
Uh, I think I'm going to say Bears 24, Raiders 20. So close game, but we win. Okay. Um, I was going to say 24, but now since you're taking that, I'll say 27-23, and I will predict the Chicago Bears just for the hell of it. All right. All right. right. Good stuff, folks. Well, this has been another edition of the Bears Bonanza Football Podcast. It is all about me. Uh, in fact so uh thank you folks for thinking that i am great thank you so much <laughs> no it's all about me it's all about me it's me it's me it's me and we'll see you next time take care they're down are you ready for chicago bears football you are listening to the bears bonanza football podcast stop hosted by bull bearded beauties gal and danny boy you're the pride and joy of Illinois, Chicago Bears, Bear Dumb.